my name is Christine Stansel. I am the, re the director of operations here, the production coordinator here, and obviously the pastor's wife. Um, and <laughs> um, I am really excited to be up here. Some of you are like, wait a minute, I, don't, I didn't know that she preached. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. Um, and um, so uh, I'm going to give you a little backstory, then we'll pray and we'll get started. I, um, the Lord over the last couple of years has been giving me a lot of things um, that are surrounded around like food. And so to give you a little reference to that, so I work uh, with a supplementary food program outside of Unison and I also work in lactation, breastfeeding. So he keeps giving me these things about attachment and food and whatever. So I assume that it's for work, you know, because it's a supplementary food program. That's what I'm supposed to do. And I've been kind of mulling over it. And every time I try to type up a presentation about it, stuff is not coming together. It's just not piecing together. And I'm like, what is going on? I know there's something here I'm supposed to talk about, but I don't, I don't see in this context how to make it work. Well, uh, this Preach Her series came out. And you can show the, the red letter graphic uh, that came. And um, Pastor Ben, I'm going to call you out, Ben. <laughs> He came and talked to me, and he asked me if the Lord had put anything on my heart. And I'm thinking to myself, well, all the stuff that's coming to my heart has to do with food, and I don't see how that has anything to do with unison, okay? And then he mentions this red letter series, Sermon on the Mount, and I'm like, wait a minute. And he's like, if there's anything there, if there's anything in that realm that connects with you, you know, go and check it out. Go look at it. And just let me know, no pressure, just let me know. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. So I go home, I'm reading, I'm reading, and I'm like, blessed are those merciful, blessed are. And go to the next slide. This is the one that came up next. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And immediately it's like, boom, checking my spirit. It's like, that's you. You know, like he's. <laughs> The Holy Spirit's like, mm, that's, this is what you've been looking for. This is what you've been waiting for. And I'm like, Whew. and he f immediately fills me with his peace. I have so much peace. And so I'm like, okay, Lord. Because I've been on this journey about obedience and journey with like not restricting him to certain areas and not saying he can't go over here or Lord, I'll do everything else but that, you know, and I'm trying to be open and available. So I'm like, okay, Lord. Send me and I'll go. And so over the last few weeks, this month, I've been mulling over this scripture uh, and he's revealed some things to me and I love to share what he has revealed. So before I get started, <laughs> I want to pray. I want to pray. Father God, you are outstanding. You're incredible. How you move, how you work how you flow in and through us, your desire to be with us. Be praised, God. Be praised. Lord, let every word that comes from my mouth be honoring to you, Lord. Lord, I'm your vessel. I'm your vessel, Lord. So I pray that your words come forward and that um, it was split into multiple different ways to touch the hearts of your people. God, we trust you with all these things, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I'm looking over the scripture and 
some of the things that was really highlighted to me was hunger and thirst. And so I'm like, okay, obviously food world, hunger, thirst, that makes sense. But to hunger and to thirst are super important and they're vital to life. You have to be able to eat and drink and to live. And so when it's paired with righteousness, I got a little bit confused. So I'm like, okay, you're taking something that's necessary and you're pairing it with righteousness, something that we have to do, live or die, and it's connected to righteousness. And then I'm like, well, what is righteousness? Um, And so that's when I went on the journey of trying to figure out what is righteousness and how do I hunger, how do we hunger and thirst for it? So I started looking into the definition of righteousness. Go to the next one. And I'm like, okay, righteousness. So overall, it's like a conformity to God's will. So his will is love and justice and right standing with God, just to simplify. There's so many ways and definitions to describe righteousness, to be in right standing with God. Um, and I'm like, okay, all right, I, I kind of understand that. Um, all right, conform it to your will, and your will is this love and justice element. Okay, okay. Lord, can you make this a little bit more simple for me? Okay. By the way, the title of this message is, It's What You Crave. Okay. Can we go back to that slide real quick? Because I want to make sure that we, we show that part. Because um, I want to make sure that you all know um, the passages that will be in today. Is that on the um, slides? Okay, it's okay. Because you all can turn to it. Matthew 5 and 6. Chapter 5, verse 6. Okay? So that's where we'll be in. And we'll also be in Isaiah um, 1, verse 11 through 17. Okay? So we'll be in those two different passages of the day, okay? All right, so we can go back to to the righteousness piece. So I'm trying to figure out what this is, and I'm like, Lord, I need you to make it plain. I'm one of those that's like, just tell tell it to me straight. Make it clear. You're saying I need to be connected to your will, in right standing. Say more, okay? So then I'm reading through this commentary, and this is what it says, okay? Go to the next one for me. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are those who love God and God's will, uh, revealed in the Torah. So that's the five, uh, first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah, as love and justice. So that's what we talked about. Okay. So those who love God and God's will with their heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I'm like, okay, I could do that. It's kind of like, like whole heart, whole soul, mind, body. Okay. All right. So go to the next one. Then it says, because they love God and others, they are willing to check their passions and, their, and, and will. So they're kind of putting their passions, their will to the side in order to do God's will and to further God's justice to, and to express their longing that God act to establish his will and kingdom. So I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm putting my will, what I want to the side and then kind of submitting to his will All right, okay, okay. Then we went to the next one. And the next one says, their appetites, instead of being sated or kind of full by the pleasure of food, sensuality, passions, lust, are satisfied only in communion with God, knowing and doing God's will and seeking the welfare of others. And I'm like, oh, only, only. Um, I'm like, okay, God, I'm a little bit concerned. (laughs) 
Uh, because that feels huge. I'm putting everything that I want to do to the side and completely submitting to your love and your way of justice. I'm denying myself and completely giving in to you. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who does that. Who does that? Who does that? And that's when he responded, I do. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and so I'm like, well, then, so you do it, but how do I do it? And he's like, well, I dwell within you. And it's not you alone. You can do it, not alone, but with me. Because I dwell within you. Because I live within you. And I hunger and thirst for righteousness. You too can hunger and thirst for righteousness because I live within you. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it brings me to my first point. It is our alignment with God who lives in us that causes us to hunger and thirst or crave for righteousness. So I'm like, okay, Lord, can you help me to like understand that? I'm good with like word pictures, like videos. Can you like make it even clearer? Like, can you visually kind of show me what that looks like? And so then he reminds me of my pregnancies, okay? And he reminds me of when I was pregnant with CJ, and CJ really, really loved pizza, okay? Obsessed with pizza. In fact, when I first started having contractions, the first thing I did was have pizza. We heated up the frozen pizza, I sat there, ate the pizza, and then we went to the hospital. And so I was like, oh, yeah, he loves pizza. He's like, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Like, I'm in you, and I crave it, so you crave it. And so I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking now. I got it. Okay, all right. So you're in, you're in me, you crave it, so then I crave it. Got it. All right, so that makes sense. So, well, God, if, if we are all, if we have you dwelling in us, then we should all already be hungering and thirsting for righteousness, right? So we're done. We're done. <laughs> He's like, oh, not quite, not quite. And I'm like, okay, so we're not? And he said, well, um, my people are hungry and thirsty for other things as well. And they're filling themselves with that. So that brings me to point two. (sighs) Oh, we are craving things. But it's not what is satisfying to God. So I'm like, oh. So, so it's like this dual thing that's happening where you have a craving and I have a craving. And then he reminded me of Olivia. So Olivia, when I was pregnant with her, I, okay, before I had her, I really loved guacamole, avocado, the whole thing. So I had um, a big bag of avocados in the um, kitchen. And I ran to the kitchen because I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this giant bowl of guacamole. I'm going to run over there and I'm going to just I'm gonna get some chips and guacamole. And I go into the kitchen. And as soon as I walk in and I go to touch the avocados, I'm like, hmm, wait a minute. So then I pull out the knife and I cut into the avocado and I'm like, oh, mm-mm, wait a minute. And they're not rotten. It's right. It's OK. It's, it's good. I'm like, but some ain't right. And then I get a waft of it, and I'm like, oh, oh, no, oh, no. And I drop the knife, run out, proceed to go gag in the bathroom. 
And I'm like, okay, what is, what is going on? Like, I love guacamole. I love avocados. But the one that dwelled within me was disgusted by it. And so I'm like, oh. He's like, yeah, it's kind of like that. We want it. As his people, we want it, but it disgusts him. He's like, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't actually want that at all, at all. And so the rest of the pregnancy, I didn't have a single avocado, couldn't be in the house with an avocado. Uh, we had a friend family that came over and I literally bagged it up like it was a poopy diaper and dragged it out it was like, and like tossed it in her car, like don't ever bring it back, like get out of here. And I'm like, wow. And so he's like, yeah, it, it's, it's like that. So I'm like, okay, all right. So what do we do about this? How do we, how do we navigate this? And, and how, so, so you're craving what? And he's like, I crave righteousness. So that brings me to my third point. The only thing that's satisfying to God is righteousness. Umami. We're going to talk about umami. So um, I call it spiritual umami because me and the team, uh, last week we were in a team meeting, and that word umami came up, and then it came back up in the car after I left the team meeting. And I was like, okay, Lord, what you trying to say about the umami? How many of you ever heard the term umami? Okay, some of you know what it is. Some of you are like, what? Okay, so we have our senses of taste. We have like sour, sweet salty, bitter, and umami. And I was like, because I took a nutrition class, and I was like, are you sure you're right? That, no, that, that word doesn't match with the rest of the words. <laughs> yes, it does. It's called umami. And umami, um, it's a Japanese word, and it literally translates to delicious. Okay? And <laughs> he's, he's saying here that he's like, because it's, it's like a savory, a meaty. And he's like, righteousness, my righteousness is like spiritual umami. It's delicious to me. And when you're trying to do something that's sweet or sour or bitter, it's not like my righteousness. It's not like my spiritual umami. It's just not. And he reminded me of like when children, when you give them those little strained peas and bananas, and then they're like, yeah, it's good to them. And then you give them some meat or you give them some, something with some flavors to it, some seasoning, and then they're like, oh, and you try to bring them back to the peas, and they're like, what, what is that? He's like, that's how my righteousness is. When you get a taste of my righteousness, you'll never want to go back to anything else. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for spiritual mommy. And he's like, well, first we have to talk about what you're currently craving. Because you got to be able to surrender those things. You got to be able to let those things go. So we got to talk about why you keep going over there and eating that. So I'm like, okay, all right, let's talk about it. And. I want to make sure that I'm clear in this moment because what these, these things that I'm listening, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily evil or bad. Or not, everything that I say is not going to be a bad thing. It's just not what God wants us to crave. He just doesn't want us to want that. <laughs> like, I don't want that, okay? 
So it's not that it's bad. It's like sweet or sour when you want it umami, okay? All right, so the first thing is those who crave reward. And I'm like, uh-oh. So reward, uh, the treat. He's like, the one that wants the treat the one that's ready for dessert, the one that's chasing after everything that they see and they're dragged away by their own desire, that one. I was like, okay. So the one that is um, attracted to whatever food, whatever drink, whatever wine, whatever person, whatever drug, whatever they want, and they're filling themselves with that. Um, go to the next slide for me. So they kind of have this approach of, I deserve it, I like it, I want it, I see it, I get it. And they're chasing after this, and they long for this, and they keep filling up. And this is like spiritual junk food, okay? And he's like, you're never really, you're not supposed to fill up on that. In fact, if you fill up on it, you'll actually get sick. Okay, it's not designed for you to do that. I will give you your reward. I will reward you. You don't have to reward yourself. Stop chasing after happy and chase after holy. And so I'm like, oh man, sorry. Like, but it's easy to get caught here, and it's easy to become where you feel like you're almost addicted. You know, that's why I put sweet, because I was like, ooh, that sugar, you know, it kind of hits you, and it's hard to let it go sometimes. So don't crave reward, crave is righteousness. Let's go to the next one. The next one we talked about is those that are craving replenishment. Now, we all need replenishment. We all need to be refueled, refilled. You can go to the next slide. We're just building back up. And he's like, yeah, that's natural. That's normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm supposed to be the one that does that, not you. And because you won't let me do that, you're now spiritually starving. You are ravenous. So then he reminds me, so Chase and I, on our free time, we like to watch documentaries. Doesn't that sound exciting? We're like, yeah, documentary, fun. So um, there's this one that has, um, it had these children in a village and they were, um, they had run out of food in this village. And so what these people, the facilitators decided to do was they took the dirt and clay from the area and they made these discs and they dried them out and they gave it to the children and they called them cookies. And the kids are lining up, like these long lines are forming. And they're very frail and tiny and small. And their bellies are distended out. They're sort of swollen. And they're so excited about eating these dirt cookies. And I'm like, oh, they're eating dirt. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I mean, they're excited, but they're, it's dirt. And the Lord was saying, that's, that's what my people do. They're filling up on things that will never nourish them. Amen. Amen. And they're happy about it. They're happy about it. They're sitting and they're eating dirt cookies. And so I'm like, okay, well, what, what does that look like in, in real time? And he's like, basically, they'll eat anything. 
anything that comes, anything to just feel something, to feel a sense of fullness, whether it's a tarot card, <laughs> manifestation, conference, book, whatever comes up, law of attraction, whatever, whatever thought feels right, I'm gonna just feel, I just need something. I just need something. So they're going on these retreats, they're doing all these things, they're <laughs> reading all of these things, dabbling in all of these things, and it will not nourish them. Amen. It's leaving them empty. And they're consuming things that will never nourish them. They have spiritual pica. Do you know what pica is? Pica is when you start to crave things that are not food. My strange addiction, when they're eating the ashes, it's called pica. Spiritual pica. And that's what we, we have in this area. And so we're going after anything that we feel like will, will fuel us. And we're jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. And he's like, I'm right here. I want to feel you. I want to come in and change you from the inside out. I can help you feel satisfied. So don't crave replenishment. He'll take care of that part. If he cares for the, the, the sparrow and the lilies, he got you. Crave his righteousness. Let's go to the next one. Those of you that crave religious ritual, this one, this one was all on the toes. This one, woo! So this is religious ritual or routine. These are the individuals that feel like they're doing it good and calling it God. Go to the next slide for me. Okay. They feel like what they're doing is right, but it's just not what God asked them to do. So they give a little change to the poor, and he said open a homeless shelter. They are praying for the widow, and he said go to her house, sit down with her, and spend time with her, pour into her. We're making Facebook posts about the person without parents. And he said, take them in. He's like, I don't, I don't want that. I did not ask for that. Okay? It's close. Now it's close. You tried it, but that ain't, that's not what I'm asking for. That's not what I'm asking for. And he's been battling this battle with us for a long time of him telling us to do one thing and us choosing to do another thing and then calling it God. And it's confusing, and it's confusing his people. It's confusing people that are not with God because they're like, what is, what is going on? This doesn't feel like God because it's you, because it's us. And that's why they're confused. So um, I was brought to this scripture because you don't have to take my word for it. We're going to talk about it. From the prophet Isaiah, he talks about this aspect of doing this and how God feels about it. So we're going to read it. He says, verse 11, what makes you think I want your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings and ram and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. 
When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through the courts with your ceremony? Stop bringing your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days of fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a, uh, they are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of the orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. I was like, whoo. Sheesh. Okay. Ouch is right he said don't do what you think is best do what i'm saying to do obey and so it's going back to that definition of righteousness is what he just talked about here seek justice help the oppressed defend the cause of the orphan and fight for the rights of widows that's that justice part that he's talking about so being able to release our own agenda. And this morning, he reminded me of a part that he said to me earlier about that tree planted by the water. And he so desires to fill us. He so desires to, to satisfy us and have our way, be, have his ways become our way. And that tree that's planted by the water so deeply connected in this field and we become dependent on God and we don't need to search for anything else. Trees that are planted by the water, they don't need the rain because they're deeply connected and he wants to be deeply connected and flow in and through us. And fruit comes from that connection. And so if we could just allow him to flow, if we could just stay connected to him, he will flow and he will change us from the inside out. And the beautiful thing is we will be filled because he will get the victory. He wins at the end of the day. So what he's getting, we also get. And that's good news. That's good news. And so in summary, I want to say this part. In order to hunger and thirst for righteousness, we must allow God to transform us on the inside, and his way will become our way. And he loves us so much. He doesn't want us to... Um, be empty. He doesn't want us to struggle. He wants us to experience this righteousness, this satisfying spiritual umami. He wants us to feel that. He wants us to have that. And I'm so grateful for that, that he doesn't leave us where he found us. 
And so with that, I want to bring us to our reflection and action. This, first, I want to ask you a question of, do you crave what God craves? And this may be something that you have to take home and kind of spend some time with. Maybe some of the things I said were a little prickly for you, and you need to kind of sit with it. And then I want us to take some time to ask God to align your heart to his and remove the craving of anything that is not his righteousness. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for filling us. Thank you for making, helping us to crave what you crave, God. For this love, for this justice, God. You are incredible. Lord, I just ask that you would help to remove the cravings of things that won't satisfy, things that won't sustain, things that'll pick us up and drop us. Help us to be filled with you and chase after your will, your way to be in perfect alignment with you is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. We won't want anything else. In fact, if we tried to go back to the other things, it wouldn't even taste right. So Lord, we're excited about that. We're excited about that connection with you and that relationship with you. Thank you for just helping me to understand Lord, we got to continue. We're going to continue to walk with you. We're going to be that tree planted by the water. Deeply rooted. Deeply rooted. Deeply rooted. And so we, we give you this time and this day. And we, we trust you with all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.